Hello and welcome to Think Compliance, brought to you by Compliatric and Ahmed Salim. My name is Dagmar Austin. Happy to be co-hosting this podcast with you, Ahmed, on this beautiful Friday. Hey, Dagmar, yeah, I would agree. Spring is here. <laughs> Spring is here. Long awaited. Um, for our new listeners, Think Compliance was created in order to assist compliance professionals in building their program. During every podcast, we will discuss a new uh, compliance issue to ensure your organization is following best practices. Now for the legal disclaimer, it's important to note that the information provided in our podcast are the opinions of our presenters and should not be considered as legal advice. Does that sound like a good legal disclaimer, Ahmed? It sounds perfect to me. (laughs) Good lawyer. So, Ahmed, last night I was reading... um, Introduction to Compliance Practices, uh, abbreviated Compliance 101. And there's a section on organizational ethics. You know, why do we care and what can we do? Um, What really got me interested was reading the latter portion um, of of the material, you know, that you loaned me a while ago about business ethic myths. It's kind of hard to pronounce, Um, but I was hoping today we could... Uh, talk through some of these common myths, and I kind of wanted to get your insight into them. So, All right, let's jump into it. Let's do it. Um, okay, number one. Um, so the common myth is our employees are good people, so we don't need to focus on ethics. Um, this is saying that ethical dilemmas are highly complex. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so it's interesting. So it kind of put me in a position where it's like a trap. We were trying to make me say, nope, people aren't good. There's always bad people. But that's not necessarily the whole point of that myth, right? I think people need to understand that there is no real life, white or black, right? There is no stop sign in life that tells you, hey, 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 you're crossing into the boundaries of what's unethical. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. You know, we've spoken about kind of some books we've read in the past. And uh, one thing, one book that I think I've gone to a lot is why they do it. Um, and, you know, the theory, right, the, the theme, sorry, not the theory of you know, the book is really there's just a lot of great. People don't realize that quick action they take is is the breaking the law, unethical action. And it just happens so fast. And it's not like the movies and it's not like what you're taught. Um, So it's not really anything about your employees being perfect. I'm sure your employees are all perfect, but sometimes mistakes happen unintentionally. And that's what can lead you to these potential uh, issues. I think the visual narrative you you gave earlier was, you know, you're driving down the freeway. You know, there's no um, white line to show you where not to cross, you know, in the world of ethics. Yeah, I think I said something intelligent. (laughs) Sounds like it. Um, so a lot of gray area. Um, the next is, um, so the myth is business business ethics is a matter of good guys preaching to bad guys. And once again, right, this is a misconception. So first and foremost, the people you're quote unquote preaching to are not bad. And before we would step into that bombshell, I think we need to kind of highlight the fact that no one in compliance should be preaching. Right. Ethics is not supposed to be a preaching type field. And I think we get lumped in on this idea of policing and saying no. A true program and a true ethicist 
you know, the focus is to really drive the organization to a goal in an ethical manner and not to be the, the preventative department that's doing that. So no, that's a myth. We should be collaborating. We should work. We should work. We should find positive ways to um, tell our stakeholders and partners no. Um, and if we don't have to say no, right, don't say no. And there's this often thought upon idea with compliance that the first thing we say is no. And that's a trait we need to fix and change. And preaching to bad people is a concept that we should never even that shouldn't even come on tar like our lips, right? Like there's no such thing that shouldn't be like that for clients. Right. So it's more like guiding your organization, you know, in these ethical decisions and creating that culture. Yeah, it's more, it's collaborating, right? And once I think once individuals understand the collaboration part, I think there's a cohesion that is so important. Uh, you know, you can do so much more when you collaborate as opposed to playing this question answer game back and forth. Ahmed, can you can you help me understand the difference between ethics and morals? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, now you're going into kind of a, a deep, I would say, subjective understanding of both worlds. Um, I think morals is something we're kind of just guided by through living, right? Faith, humanity, every day. Ethics, I think, more aligns to created rules and regulations right so um you know i think i think it's hard to be considered a moral person if you're unethical but i also do think that there's a deeper meaning behind the idea of you're morally right as opposed to you're doing what's ethically right because like i said you can do something unintentionally and that could be unethical but doesn't mean your morals have strayed because you know, when you think about this idea of, you know, are you a moral person? Yeah, I would say there's some intent to being a moral person. And if you're doing something that you don't think is wrong, but it is wrong, right? It's unethical, but you would still consider yourself morally a positive person. So I don't know if that's right. I don't know if our listeners listen to that and say, what the heck was that? But uh, I mean, that's how I distinguish the two. So like ethics is, to me, ethics seems like it applies more to how you conduct yourself to society at large and the institutions and uh, societal agreements you've made, like those are the ethics for society. And perhaps morals is more about, you know, internal and your close family and, you know, any kind of internal beliefs. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a good way to sum it up. Um, Okay, next business ethic myth. Business ethics is a philosophy for academics and theologians. Sure. I mean, it is. It's also a practice that, you know, is comprised of a profession of tens of thousands of people. Um, You know, there's a lot. We use the word ethical so loosely, right? And it's true. You have individuals who study years on years on theology and philosophy to truly understand the nature of ethics. And what we do on a day-to-day isn't that deep. You know, we have just this codified rules where we're told to follow. And, you know, it's black and white, supposedly. If you break this rule, you're wrong. If you don't break the rule, you're in good favor. And that's kind of where we stand. I think there's this notion of ethics and morals that are so much deeper than what we practice on a day to day that uh, I I wouldn't know how to uh, dissect that 
honestly. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't focus my studies on that. So this is kind of interesting. What would you say if somebody um, told you, hey, Ahmed, you know, business ethics, this is a new thing. Apparently, you know, business, business ethics goes all the way back to Cicero. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of business ethics could be looked upon as new for a number of people who just never truly <laughs> believed or understood it, right? So, I mean, hey, listen, we could get into the politics, the, the society, the way society looks at certain things, but, um, you know, we won't do that here. But I will say, when you look at business today and you look at kind of the ethical morals that we have in true capitalism and business, I, I think it's pretty easy to argue that you know, the ethics part is gone. I mean, businesses are created to kind of find the best route for them to succeed, right? To help them achieve a goal and, you know, sustain sustain themselves as an operating function. Um, you know, if something gets in the way, you know, we, we've said this before. In theory, it's great for companies to say, we believe in doing what's right. You know, we're ethical. The tone from the top is there. But, you know, the true test is when they're hit with that, you know, question of, hey, this is going to cost a company a lot of money to do what's right. You know, are they willing to do it or not? I think just a lot of people would see corporate America today and kind of businesses and say, well, I don't think it's an idea that's fully there. And I don't disagree. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of fraud in business today. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, the science, the research shows that it's the businesses that, you know, over the long haul that do practice, you know, good business decisions, good ethics, you know, have that ingrained in their culture actually last longer and thrive. Yeah, that's true. But then, you know, there's a counterpoint of, uh, you know, some of the biggest organizations in the world right now. And I'm not talking about healthcare compliance now. Now we're just talking about pure morals and ethics who have probably practices in other parts of the world that necessarily wouldn't line up to what we think is ethically right. Right. Um, You know, depending on wages, ages of employers, right, type of uh, work environments and so forth. I think those are moral and ethical obligations. And just because you can do something, is it right? You know, and it just goes back to your question about morals and ethics. The idea of, okay, you go to country A because you can pay cheaper your environment doesn't have to be as great and expensive as it does in the States and the starting age can be much lower. Well, true per the regulations, you are finding a place that fits for your business to succeed. Morally, is that right? Is it right to take advantage of, you know, a certain situation? And one would argue you're not because people want to work in these roles, but do they? I mean, it's not really the option. How many other options yeah. do they have? So I don't know if we're getting too deep and I don't know if people are getting angry that we're kind of talking so much philosophy on this, but, you know, it's just this idea of business ethics. And I think it's really hard for these companies today whose focus is just the bottom, bottom line um, to do that. So let's talk about um, rational, rationalization. So one excuse people can use is, hey, this is just a small thing and no one got hurt, right? No harm, no foul, right? You know, you have to ask yourself, is it truly an excuse? Now let's let's take something for an example. Let's take a uh, doctor decides to prescribe 
a urine analysis to every single patient that comes to the clinic. Neuro, urine, uh, urine sample, right? Not too intrusive. Just having someone kind of give a sample in a cup technically isn't so harmful. Nothing that's going to hurt the patient by extracting. And it's a pretty common practice. No one's going to think that their, their life is ending because they're getting and having to give a urine sample, right? But that's not true. Right? First and foremost, yeah, there is that minor inconvenience, but there's still that idea that someone is waiting for a test. They're waiting and thinking that there is a reason why the doctor has asked for a urine analysis. And once again, no matter how... Uh, how how not intrusive a getting a urine sample is, you're still putting something into the patient's mind that gets them concerned that maybe there's something wrong. And you may not think it's a big idea, but you know, being in a patient's perspective many times before, anytime a doctor does a test on you, you're kind of like, okay, what is this for? And why are they doing that? So, you know, I, I think people can justify their behavior, but at the end of the day, you're you're hurting someone. As much as you may not realize it, it may be a little, it may be a lot, but you're still hurting someone on that scale. You know, one of the things we've started um, doing internally at my company is, you know, we, we're compliance professionals. Um, you know, everyone makes mistakes once in a while. What I've started to do is say, even if it's a small mistake, like, you know, I, I, I configured something incorrectly. I own that mistake. I log it in, you know, something that we have called issues. Um, and then you can work the mistakes. So like, what were the contributing factors? You know, what's the risk here? How can I, you know, how can we change processes going forward? So I'll remember this or do better next time. How can we learn from this really? Um, so, you know, it's almost like an idea of self-reporting, self-checking, and then figuring out, you know, how to get better regarding those, you know, sometimes small little things because they can add up to be bigger things. Yep. So, so lastly, Ahmed, uh, one last business ethic myth. Um, there is no controlling legal authority. If it's not illegal, it isn't unethical, right? I think that just goes back to the question that you, you mentioned earlier, right? Is it morally wrong? Is it ethically wrong? I mean, at some point, just because something's not written down in law, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not... <laughs> You know, that it's right, right? It can still be considered wrong. It's just how you perceive it as an individual. So, you know, and this is just, we can spend 16,000 minutes debating these questions if we wanted to. Um, you know, we're giving pretty quick answers that don't have much depth to them, but there's a lot to these questions. And you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, do you feel like what you've done is appropriate? Only you can be the true judge of it. I mean, aside from written laws, morally, you are your own moral judge. Well, Emmett, I really do appreciate your insight into this, as always. Um, and thanks to all of our listeners who spent a little bit of your day with us. Um, please uh, join us for our next podcast. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Think Comply for questions, comments, etc. Email us at info at Have a good day, Emmett. Bye, Dagmar. Bye.